you have to recommit with full effort and full belief. So it's showing back up at the track the next day, genuinely believing that you can do better. It's still going and asking out someone else that you're interested in, genuinely believing that it could work out. It's pitching another idea to your boss, genuinely believing that it could work out. And if you do that, in my belief, in my life, and studying peak performers and leaders, your graph goes like this. It goes up. And sometimes people want like, but where's the sexy exponential? If you just do that and keep your head down at something and you pick up your head in six weeks and then three months and then six months, I freaking promise you, this thing that you thought would be possible, impossible will now just be part of your life. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Otto Gomes Crypto Show. I am your host, Otto Gomes, and today we have a brother from another mother, Alex Weber. Alex has positively impacted over three and a half million people worldwide to overcome their challenges, fears, and even failures to achieve their highest goals. An international keynote speaker on leadership and peak performance, a competitor on American Ninja Warrior, and an award-winning entertainer for NBC. He now travels to schools and universities around the nation, inspiring the next generation to think for themselves, regardless of the mainstream narrative. Ladies and gentlemen, Alex Weber. Ladies and gentlemen, Alex Weber. <laughs> Bro, what an intro. Oh, let's go. <laughs> I love, you know those, uh, you know oh, when you, the people man. are like coming into the ring to like fight each other? Oh, like, yeah. In the left corner. <laughs> I, I just love that to announce. Oh, that. yeah. Those guys are epic. You got the voice for it, man. <laughs> <laughs> I try. I try. I try. So, my brother, I, yeah, I yeah. want to know you i want to get to know you so tell me about your journey you can go far as back as you want and but specifically try to hit on that red pill moment that really shifted you and shook you out of this matrix yeah and you know i'll start this and it'll kind of be like a full circle because uh i really admire you man and so I appreciate what you're saying. And, uh, you know, no, 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 you know, false ple uh, pleasantries here. I really mean it. And so I'll do the full circle. But when we started connecting in a meaningful way, that was really encouraging and meaningful to me because I respected you and admired your stance and what you were doing. And so to kind of be seen by you helped me a lot in times of questioning. So dude, that's epic. <laughs> I want to hear more, but no, uh, let's, let's, <laughs> let's go back to, I want it was to, the okay. beard. It was the beard. It was 90% of the beard. Uh, okay. Well, oh. I'll, so it's interesting and I'll hit that red pill too, because so I, I'm trying to think how far back to go, but you know, really pivotal to me was I played college across. That was my dream. I played in the Ivy league and really, my first change of that was I really wanted to go into something with entertainment, comedy, people, but I was scared because that was the reliable path. I, one night, this has been building in me for months that I knew I wanted to do it. Uh, and actually one night psilocybin in college really helped me because I thought I was going to see dancing gnomes. And instead I journaled for three hours about what I wanted for my life, 
who I was, uh, what, what excited me, what didn't excite me. And the next day I read that and changed my life. And the question that changed it was, what do you want for your moments on earth? And in my eyes, I think that's the most honest question that we can ask ourselves. I also think it can be daunting and intimidating and maybe there's not a good time for it or brush it off. But that has really defined my course of life is anytime I've had to navigate, okay, what do I do here? What do I want to go after? Who do I want to be? I'll zoom out and say, well, you're a creature on a floating rock. What do you want for your moments on earth? And it's a very fortunate question, right? Because a lot of people in the history of humanity have never been able to ask that question. A lot of people right now on planet earth couldn't even dream of being able to ask that question. Okay, so that led me to, uh, I won US Lacrosse Coach of the Year. Then I was like, I really think I wanna do TV hosting and that led and I got hired to host with American Ninja Warrior. I won this award, but uh, really felt called to like speaking and then was doing keynote speaking and ended up competing in American Ninja Warrior. And so that version of me, and of course I'm kind of skipping the chapters of, none of those things were easy, but they were all, they all happened. Um, but really that version of me fall 2019 into spring 2020, like January, February, 2020 was really, uh, I really liked that version of me. Basically end of February, beginning of March, 2020, I had just gone and spoken for the young government of Mexico. So like the best and brightest minds of Mexico, which I was like, this is freaking cool. I had coming, I, while I was there, I was going to treatment centers with my mom who's had stage four cancer and she was coming back with me to be on my sideline cheering me on as I ran the course of American Ninja Warrior and then would leave the next day to go speak at companies and universities and I was like, yo, I like this. Like I've worked hard for this. This really feels good to me. When 2020 became 2020, it was the night before the once a year you get to compete on American Ninja Warrior if you're lucky enough to get invited. You don't get a season, you don't get 17 games, and a lot of people don't get the rare chance to compete. So the night before is when it got postponed, and that really rocked me. Two days later, I broke my hand. All my speaking work got wiped. I was going through a breakup. I felt like I lost a dream for me and my mom, and I was just done. I was done. I've been a very go-gettery, positive person my entire life. I was done, man. And after about, and I, like I was really depressed, like suicidal thoughts for a few months. And as I was kind of like, you know, the, that next six months and picking myself up and coming out of that, I also started to have some moments of like, you know, I'd always written off politics and mainstream media and news and government as just like, and big companies, corporations is like, yeah, that they're doing BS stuff. Like, but that's kind of like what happens, right? Like Aaron Brockovich and all, you know, like whatever, like nothing really adds up ever. But then I had, uh, it really wasn't sitting with me well. And then I've definitely become more faith spiritual based. Just, just believing that, uh, I think this life is a combo of free will and some guiding graces, destiny, and I don't know on that pie chart where it stacks up, but I definitely believe they're both there. Mm -hmm. And so through kind of a crazy, and I know I'm speeding through this, but through kind of a crazy occurrence, I was in LA, I had just competed on American Ninja Warrior 2021, I had a book coming out, I was doing speaking again, but I was like, this isn't adding up and it doesn't feel right to me. Mm -hmm. I was starting to see enough things where my BS radar 
forget our political, you conservative, you might just like, you know, when you talk to someone, you're like, this person's full of crap, or this is a good person. Yeah. My, yeah, my yeah. like BS radar was just like, this isn't adding up. Like, what do you wait? Why are you saying this? But then you're saying this. And it just wasn't three people in one day. Uh, after I competed on American Ninja Warrior 2021, I was like, I need to just go get some air. So I was going to just drive an hour outside to this little lake town outside of LA. Three people, two of them I'd never met before. The third was my mom said, have you ever been to Boulder, Colorado? And I was like, that's weird. When the third person said it, my mom, I booked a ticket. I came out here and another, uh, life guiding force led me to in a pretty crazy way. I was like, okay, I'm going to have another psilocybin experience. And to anyone listening, if you're listening to auto, you're probably open-minded to this, but if you're not, um, don't listen to branding, actually do some research and go get some good friends, go to nature, have a little micro dose and you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> I'll say this one thing that had, that I watched recently, that I was like, well, yeah. this would be a good introductory thing for, for psilocybin is that, um, documentary on Netflix called change your mind. Yeah, man, I'm about to watch. I, I think that'll be big. Yeah, it's good. You'll, you'll like it. It's a mushroom. That's all I'll say. It's a mushroom. It's uh, a plant. <laughs> um, okay. So that night in Boulder, um, I had a more intense dose. I was alone. And that was the no going back moment because it was just like, oh my gosh, there is good and evil. There's always been good and evil. And this is as evil as there's ever been. You, whatever comes into your mind right now, if that was an evil person, that was an evil event. I can't believe that happened. Yup, that's exactly what's going on right now. And once that got turned, it just, the floodgates just opened, man. And, um, the last thing I'll say on this is whether it was my own thought, whether it was a download, whether it, whatever, the thought very much came into me of you are here and you're supposed to be, you're supposed to be a leader in this. You're supposed to be speaking up. You're supposed to be doing something. And it said leap and people will catch you again. If I came up with that thought, if it came from somewhere else, whatever, but that thought leap and people will catch you. Here's why I bring it up from April, 2021 till August, 2021, I kept my mouth shut because I was scared of what people would say. I was scared of what it would happen to family, personal, professional relationships. And brother, that was the most depressed and suicidal I've ever been in my life. And what I say is you go to sleep with your soul. You can't outrun that. So if you know you're supposed to be doing something and then it got to a point, man, where I was just like, this pain is so bad that whatever comes, even if it's people distancing themselves or I lose work or I lose friendships or even family, um, I know this is why I'm here. And I basically just kind of started speaking up, making videos from there and hasn't been an easy one, but I feel a lot more at peace. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I love that. You know, that was actually going to be my next question is like, when, what was the moment for you that you know, helped you speak out, like start to speak out about everything that was happening. And so I'm glad that you answered that. Uh, but it sounds to me like you're just listening to your body and your soul and you're like, Oh, <laughs> this is not. Yeah. A hundred percent. And you know, there's, uh, I can deep dive on this. There's different ways. And you know, one tactic that I did was comedy in the beginning, making comedy videos, which definitely that just helps, you know, bridge gaps and all that. 
But then it got to a point, gosh, I'm going to sound like, I mean, I am a psychedelic enthusiast. I still felt like, am I supposed to do something more? So it called me to Peru. I went to the Amazon, had an Aya trip, uh, Aya journey there. Is that, was that and, recent? Like in 2021? Uh, November, 2021. Yep. Arcana, amazing people, super real deal, honored ceremony. And then I came back from that and shot from the hip a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you start once you get um, you start aligning the body with the spirit and the mind yeah, and the man. soul. It's like there's no thinking anymore. It's just like blah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it just yeah, yeah. Come, it flows out. Yeah. it's the truth. It's truth. Yeah, you know yeah, um, that's amazing, man. I, I love that you came to that awareness. I'm glad. I'm I'm grateful Thanks, that brother. you did because the work you're doing. Um, I was just going through your website and just the stuff that you've done already. And also the, the stuff that you're posting on Instagram, it's amazing. It's, it's great. You, I see, I, I see on the Instagram post, the shift that the pivot that had that you did and it's great. I love it. It's powerful. You have an energy, lot, you have an energy about you and, Thank you, brother. and it feels as though when you fell into that alignment, that energy just became clear, like a, like a fine, uh, laser point, you know? Well, I, I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate that. And it's, the thing that I'll share just on that briefly is for so much of my life, I've been positive, smiley guy, people pleaser, because I was accepted, I was liked, I even got career stuff because people are like, oh, he's smiley and positive. So, you know, we're human. We take that in and we're like, I guess I'll do more of this. Mm -hmm. But underneath that, you know, and that's why I used to love coaching sports was I have a lot of heart, I have a lot of fire, I have, uh, and this has been such a big journey for me, I can only say of, well, you're certainly not a people pleaser because the amount of hate I get, and uh, but I feel more true to who I am. And so uh, I'm grateful for that. Right there. I, you know, and that I, I want to put my hand up and say I relate dramatically to that. I was always a people pleaser. I, would call, I used to call myself a chameleon. I could chameleon mm. myself into any situation and, yep. and, and be liked and, and be in the, you know, uh, in the background, but still be at the forefront. Yes. You know, this is like weird mix. <laughs> and I can see that. I can see it because it, we're, we're, I think the, um, it, it's um, the people that have that fall into that category are like yeah. happy people because it's yeah. like nothing can nothing can bother us. Yeah. <laughs> nothing yeah. bothers me. <laughs> so that's great. But and then there's the double edged sword, which is I didn't know myself. Yep. I, I had no idea who Otto was and I allowed people to kind of walk all over me in a sense, mm. you know, lack of a better words. Uh, I just allowed things to happen and I, I wouldn't be vocal about the things that bothered me. And yes. so, yeah, man, I yes. relate a hundred percent. Same man. <laughs> now, um, I did see something on your website about yeah. um, a record holding uh, or a, yeah, yeah, a, a yeah. World record that you hold. So what, what is that? I was just curious. Yeah, it's absurd. Uh, <laughs> it was back in 2015. Um, and we, uh, uh, my, my best friend, you know, one of my best friends, Rob Moore, amazing guy. He's a comedian. He's in Chicago. I was a comedian in LA and we had a third friend, Ilya. And we would meet up and work on little projects. And Ilya one day mentioned that he FaceTimed with his best friend in London every day. And we're like, that's a bit intense. And again, this is seven years ago where like, we're pre-Zoom, we're really oh, pre-FaceTime really that's like- That's a little too much for back then. Yeah, yeah I see what you yeah, mean. Yeah, <laughs> it was just like every day, like not like once a week, couple times a month, like, 
And so we started thinking, I wonder how long two friends could best, two friends could video chat for. Could they do it every day? How long? And then we started one-upping each other. And basically we looked online. There was a, a world record by these two teenagers in Australia. And they had uh, FaceTimed or video chatted for 10 days, but they just kept it up in their house. They could go about the day. We were like, all right, we got to beat these Aussie teens. So we decided, we committed to video chat 14 days straight, 24 hours a day, and then Truman Show live stream it. So, <laughs> man, it was nuts. We each had two phones. We had wireless hotspots, battery packs. And because of it, we'd go on adventures. He took me to a Cubs game. He and I did a two-person comedy show in Hollywood. I had him on like a stick and we were doing it. So, uh, yeah, man, it was bananas. Oh, that's awesome. You know what I love about that? <laughs> I'm so glad I asked that question because you know what I love about that is that you took a technology, which, you know, I think the intention behind the technology initially was pure, which was like, oh, we can connect with each other and communicate. But now it's like this escapism. It's like, it's like, oh, I want to be more on this thing than in the real world. Yes. What I love about that share is that you took this technology and like, ah, oh, we're going to, we're going to benefit from this. We're going to, we're going to use it for our benefit. And we're going to get a world record. And it's so beautiful yeah, to hear man. that because like what's happening right now in this, in this world is like, you can either use a technology or it uses you. Wow. And that's, you know that right there is beautiful. And that's, you know, I, I will, uh, I told you, I won't ask too many questions, but that's something that I'm so intrigued by because the way that our system is structured, I mean, I, I do think the system is definitely getting restructured because it has to be, but we're so dependent upon some of these powers that be and something that's super inspiring about the crypto space is that does it remove this dependency and, and give you actually independence? Yes, yeah. that's a great question. <laughs> um, it does. And that's, and that's the beauty of blockchain. Um, essentially what it does is it allows us to connect to each other without having to use a third party. So like right now, for example, right, we, we have to use Zoom to communicate. Mm -hmm. So we have to go to Zoom's, you're, you're connecting to Zoom's um, central servers and I'm connecting to Zoom's central servers. And then we're using Zoom's operating system to connect to each other inside their servers. What crypto does, it eliminates those middle servers. It puts the operating system on my computer. It puts the operating system on your computer. And then we connect to each other wow. directly. Right? So That's what cool. does that do? It eliminates that third party from harvest data uh, or data harvesting, uh, siphoning, you know, energy, um, you know, for finances. Like when you, when I, when I send money to someone across the world, I have to pay a third party crypto right. eliminates all that. So that's, what's really great about it. Now, can it be used for evil? A hundred percent. All you got to right. do is create a, create a filter, right? Create a mill filter for that communication. Mm. And so that's the manipulation that's happening in the space right now. We're having a lot of the mainstream corporations coming in and wanting to use it, you know, just to perpetuate the same thing that they've been doing forever. Yeah. And uh, not to go deep, too deep on it, but you know, my conspiracy mind, which is not a conspiracy mind. It's just, you know, it's I, real I am, trust me, the more, yeah. the more I, the more I talk about this stuff, the more I'm like, Oh yeah, this, I guess it's this conspiracy, but I'm like, I'm talking as like, this is what it is. This is just, what yeah. It is. And it's like, I, you know, we know how, we know how people work. If you're a big company or a big organization, big corporation and crypto is hurting you. I just think that this decline that it's in right now was probably engineered by 
some corporations or some banks or things like that. And uh, I don't think it'll be forever. I hope not. But yeah, I'll see. With, with crypto specifically? Well, with crypto specifically, I, I mean, I'm kind of in the long haul with it of like, I'm just going to look at it in five years. But yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, but everything that's happening in the market in general right now, it's it's a, it's part of the plan. It's part of their yeah. plan. And that's actually something that I've been trying to slowly uh, teach people is like to disconnect from the projects that are being manipulated by the narrative because they're allowing that to happen. You, you, you don't have all these projects don't really need these tokens to, to, for, to, for them to work. And so they're using the tokens to manipulate the narrative of the projects themselves instead of yeah. using the projects for what they're meant for. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a rabbit hole in of itself. <laughs> I'm intrigued, man. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's get back. I want to get back uh, to it. We'll, we'll circle back to this because I have, <laughs> I have some crypto dialogue that we can go back and forth okay. on. Um, so I, I know that you're traveling around and you're going to schools and, and talking to students about, you know, um, um, stepping into their power and being the best yeah. versions of themselves. Peak performance. I love that, by the way. Peak oh, cool, performance. Because it's not brother. just about performing. It's about performing at your best. Yeah. yeah. And, and I have a question. In your experience in going to these schools and also, you know, your own experience in school, why don't we have more embodiment classes? Like in classes Ooh. that put you in it. And why, why are we still in these same old tired systems, you know, where we're just like in a chair and regurgitating stuff. It's such a good point, man. And, and you know, so I do love what I do. Like I, I love it so much. And, and so it'll be speaking at associations, organizations, universities, schools, um, oddly enough, but really not oddly enough, the mission statement doesn't change depending on if I'm, you know, if I'm speaking to like a 45 year old executive or leader of a company and then a high schooler, mm -hmm. the actual core message doesn't totally change which really, I think, makes sense. Obviously, the examples, the language changes because there are different spaces in life and all that, but really what I'm big, biggest on is who do you want to be and what do you want? And if we can actually bravely answer that, most people won't bravely answer that because limiting beliefs or no, someone once told me I can't do that, so I'm not going to do that, or fear of embarrassment or judgment, so they'll never actually go for these things. But if you really get a little bit just of like, okay, yep, that's exactly what I want to do. Awesome. We can systemize it. We can get a process and you can do it. Um, but to, to your question of, you know, basically the stagnant nature, mm -hmm. I think what a lot of companies have discovered and, and even like, you know, the university model of like, you have your classes, but then you can kind of walk around, you have some independence, you have some freedom, you know, I remember how much my high school experience changed once we all got our license and we could like go out for lunch and, you know, things like that. But I'm even like today I've had a few meetings and podcasts and I probably have sit, sat still for, I don't know, three hours. And I'm like, I'm going to go bonkers. <laughs> and I can't even imagine like the fact of being a 12 year old or a 15 year old and sitting still for eight hours a day. Are you kidding me every day? And if you don't, we treat you like a problem. Or we pill you. Right, or we give you some pills. Exactly right. You know, and I'll, I'll, my, my brother's not big on social and all this, so I want to be very respectful, but my, my niece is very energetic. And one thing I've said with him, which is a positive, is it's tough for her to like sit still in class. We, we have an odd, uh, we live in an odd time, place, because all of the things that you get almost reprimanded for in school, 
talking too much, thinking for yourself a little too much, asking too many questions, being a little too rambunctious. Once you graduate, those are exactly the traits, skill sets, and abilities that lead you to actual real success. You just got to kind of weather the storm of education until you can then be like an unfiltered free body. <laughs> Gosh, you're, you're, you're optimistic. I'm like, weather the storm, get rid of these stupid organizations that are suppressing <laughs> well, us. <laughs> I, I'm with you. I'm with you, man. Yes. I see what you're, I see what you're saying for sure. But I, I, I well, so how do we do it? Because you know, living in Colorado and I think just our networks, I see people doing homeschooling. I see people who have the means to maybe send their kid to like, you know, uh, a different kind of, of education place. But if you're, let's just say a single parent and you're living in a city and where do you send your kids such that you can go to work? I, I don't know the answer to that. That's an interesting question. Um, because if once you start to, in my opinion, this is my opinion, but I feel like once you start to peel back all the layers, every single layer, even how you make money, what, what is worth, where is self-worth, where does it, yes. where does it lie for you individually? Is it inside of you? Is it outside of you? Are you pursuing more money or are you pursuing, uh, the passion, you know, is something that brings you joy. All of that plays into it. And it's not as simple as, you know, where do I put my child because I need to go to work. It's like, oh, this is many, many layers. But yes, I, I you know, yeah. I, I think this is a much bigger hydra of a situation than than we're aware of. You're right. You're right, man. And it's 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 uh, it's by design, right? By design. Oh, that's that's it. That's it right there. It's like people are thinking, oh, the, the system's broken. It's like, no, it's not. It's working. It's not. It's working perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> working perfectly. Um, so, um, oh, uh, so I know you're an author. You're an yeah, author. Thanks, man. You wrote a book, uh, Fail Proof. So yeah. tell me about Fail Proof. <laughs> Actually, I just posted a, um, a reel today, or it was yesterday, I think, um, that talks about failure. And cool, somebody, man. I was on a podcast and somebody asked me like to say something, one thing that I can leave all the students or people with, what would it be? And it'd be fail hard. That's great, man. That's so, uh, great. So tell me about your book. Uh, well, I, I, I love that. And I, I think it's, I've had such a relationship with this word since American Ninja Warrior, because I never really thought about this word except for the academic sense, you know, mm. um, by American Ninja Warrior, it's just, did you get through the obstacle or did you fail? Did you finish the course? Or did you fail? It's just like, uh, that's just your language. So this term fail became very in my life. And I've, I've really, where it came from was in my journey as first a host of American Ninja Warrior, this new series, I would try out all these obstacles and fail. And that was part of it, comedically fail. But then they thought it'd be better if I got good at it. And the thing that not oh, a lot of people know is like- I don't think a lot of people know that part of American Ninja comedically fail Alex because it's going to be good for clicks. Well that well but I was but you know but I was a host. So it's like I wasn't a competitor. Oh, oh okay okay never mind never mind. I yeah no no no. I was uh so I was a host. I wasn't a competitor. So that was part of it. It's like here we are in Oklahoma City and like look at this crazy obstacle. I'm going to go try it. And then I would try to be like woo and fly off of it and it's like great good episode. Gotcha. But then, you know, exactly that. Then they were like, you know, it actually might play better if you started to get good. So what happened was that entire year, and I remember this like so viscerally, I was, I needed to get good at this basically impossible thing that all I'd ever done was fail at. And self-belief, I really believed that all I could do was fail at this for my dream job. I needed to get good at it. 
And so I would go to these Ninja Warrior gyms and be so, you know, now it's 2022, 20, Ninja's been in my life for six years. I still get overwhelmed when I go to a Ninja Warrior gym. But back then when I would just walk in off the street and be like, what is going on? Like, I didn't know where to stand. I'm like, people are doing backflips off, you know, freight trains, you know, this is just <laughs> nuts. Um, but I was like, okay, I am failing so many times that I was like, I need to find out a system to this because there's not enough time Every time I fail, I can't get all worked up and emotional or beat the crap out of myself or judge myself or delay. I just can't or I'm not going to be able to keep up with these guys because they're now they're on the next one. Now they're on the next one. So I was like, okay, what happens every time we fail? And this is to my best of my abilities, what I figured out is a three-part chain reaction. The first part is emotional, meaning let's say you go ask out someone on a date, you pitch an idea to your boss, or you go to that workout class and it doesn't go great. You look at the scale and your weight is way heavier. First thing is an emotional reaction, and that depends on your hardwiring. Some people, pretty flatline, some people are like, what the, flip it, you know, they freak out. But the quicker that you can handle that emotion and just be like, so now if I were to fail at something and be pissed off or embarrassed or frustrated, it's like, all right, I'm pissed off, I'm frustrated, or I'm embarrassed. Okay. Shake it off. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, all right, man, how quick? Do you need to dwell on this? Does this have to take hours? Or can we try to get through this in about a minute? Can we get through it in a minute? You know? And then the next thing is, I call it the, the actionable takeaway, but it's your golden nugget. It goes, it's just, why didn't it go great? So, all right, you're starting to run. You want to you wanna get a, let's say you want to get a six minute mile, whatever, whatever your goal is. I don't know. That's super specific. And it didn't, I don't know. Are you stretching? Are you hydrating enough? Have you just not run enough? Are you, you know, what, what is it? Just learn one thing. There's probably a thousand things, but what's one thing? Some people never get there because their emotions just blind them the whole time. And the third one, which is the most elusive to people, is you have to recommit with full effort and full belief. So it's showing back up at the track the next day, genuinely believing that you can do better. It's still going and asking out someone else that you're interested in genuinely believing that it could work out. It's pitching another idea to your boss, genuinely believing that it could work out. And if you do that, in my belief, in my life, and studying peak performers and leaders, your graph goes like this. It goes up. And sometimes people want like, but where's the sexy exponential? If you just do that and keep your head down at something and you pick up your head in six weeks and then three months and then six months, I freaking promise you this thing that you thought would be possible impossible will now just be part of your life it's the little the one percent a day right yeah. it's that li the little pivots the consistency and little pivots i was just talking to a student about exactly this concept which is that you're you're essentially describing the law of attraction or like you know oh um, interesting al alignment it's alignment with the universe because if um, there are certain universal rules that if you follow them which, which you're, you just basically named them, which is like, show up every day, believe in yourself, believe that it will yeah. happen. Yeah. You know, uh, don't, don't, don't succumb to the failure or to the, to the emotion. I mean, all these little rules that it, it's, it's like, um, it's like a 10 out of 10, like a hundred percent surety wow. that the universe will start to provide. And the belief is really the one that I've had to work on because I've had a lot of inadequacy beliefs and not feeling worthy. And I, I, I honestly have to work on that every day that I do deserve it. It's okay. I'm enough. I'm, I'm worthy of it. Um, and believing that it's happening, right? Um, so 
But you're so right because, you know, I'll talk to some people who are not, who think, you know, maybe all this stuff is kind of woo-woo. Mm -hmm. um, and I'll just try to tell them, okay, basically what you're saying and what I'm saying is if you think about something a lot and you really believe it can happen and then you dedicate your focus, energy, actions, efforts, words to it, make, put that on a freaking blackboard. How is that equation not going to equal this unfolding? I, I, I trust myself more than anybody in the world. <laughs> and so yeah, I know, man. I know personally that if I put my effort into it and I put my time and energy into it, it happens. And yeah. again, I, I think that's why it, it always goes back to, well, you can either, you can either listen to those that are teaching it or you do it yourself, you so know, true, and that, yeah. and there's a big difference there. And I think that's why, you know, the education system, I think that's why we, people have limitations because of the education system. It doesn't teach you to believe in yourself. It teaches that yes. oh, the teacher in front of you knows more than you. And you got to listen to what they're saying. When in reality, they, they were taught by another teacher who was taught by another teacher. <laughs> so true. M math, I remember math, and there's a lot of other things here, but math was the course that I actually liked the most because it just, it just was actually like logical. And you're right. like, you know, even if it's overwhelming or confusing or whatever, you're like, yeah, that makes sense. I there's get it. Comfort, there's comfort in the truth of it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And one thing that I've really admired about you and following along your journey is crypto and NFTs. I've dipped my toe in. You know, crypto, I own enough enough to be in it, but I'm not knowledgeable. And NFTs, I got close and then got cold feet. And watching your journey, it just seems like you're like, you know what? I'm going to understand everything about this. And that in that is naturally failing because I'm sure it's overwhelming. I'm sure you've made wrong decisions and all that. But you're just like, <laughs> I'm going to freaking figure this out. I love it. Yeah, I um, man, it's funny because like uh, crypto. Let's let's talk about crypto now. Let's go. <laughs> what should I buy? What should I buy? <laughs> <laughs> um, so yes, a hundred percent. If it wasn't for the failures, I would never be able to have learned the way I did. Yeah, and there was no there was nowhere to go to learn about it. You know, there's nowhere for me to go and learn from someone, at least during the time that I was in, I've been in since 2012 and definitely in the beginning, there was nobody teaching anything about crypto. Um, all there was, was the forums. So like the, 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 you know, the boards you can go to yeah. and, and read the posts and then read people talking about the posts. And so, um, yes, I had to, I had to fail a lot and I did, I failed a lot and it was, um, I call it the dark night of my soul was I got divorced. It was right before crypto took off and I, and I lost my house and my car in a fire. So at, oh, at that brother. time, so I started smoking a lot of weed, a lot of weed, a lot of weed. And it was the only way that I knew to manage the, the emotions, the stress and all the stuff that was coming in my life that was trying to stop me from learning. And it was like a combination of family, family. And I love my family, but it was like the, the people closest to me were the ones saying, you're crazy. What are you doing? You're throwing your money away. Yeah. Stop. You're going to, you're failing. Like literally telling me that you're going to fail. You are failing. And so to not allow that to affect me, I, I just smoked weed and I just like, oh, I guess I'm going to do this by myself. But I went all in. And I think um, the combination of going all in and being consistent, not maybe not the smoking part, <laughs> just, that just helped with the emotions, but um, intellectual went out the yeah. window. They're like all the intellect went out the window. Um, but the emotional part of it 
allowed me to be, to create rules and to create uh. strategies. And then that I just executed the strategies and, uh, you know, creating community, I created a community too at that time and, and connecting to others that were doing the same that really helped as well. But, wow. um, but yeah, it's, it's the failing was the only way that I was able to know what not to do, uh, enough to a point to now it's easy for me to teach it and, and, you know, uh, share the information because I've, I've failed so much. And now I'm like Very teaching, cool, man. Hey, this is, this, these are all the failure points. So you can try it and fail, you yeah. know, but here they are. I think I've signed up for your newsletter for the, uh, for the courses, man. I'm telling yeah. you, I follow, I follow the journey. I love it. I love it. Um, so have you, have you invested into crypto at all or, um, yeah, or um, or yeah, I think in, uh, maybe like, I mean, I did it in like 2015 and then sold it all. And I, I don't know why I didn't just keep that bit in it, but, uh, and then I redid it in like 2019 into 2020 and then did different chapters. So basically like Bitcoin, Ethereum, I think, uh, chain link and, uh, I think one or two others. Um, Doge, I went to the moon and then went back to the lava held, core you center of the earth. You, you held forever, didn't you? <laughs> didn't <sell. laughs> oh, I will hold forever. <laughs> Diamond um, hands over here. <laughs> but I, uh, I mean, my lens with it is just, I believe in what it is. I, I know that if I dedicated maybe more time and energy, I could maybe find the diamond in the rough one. But I'm kind of banking on like, okay, and this is just my lens. I'm like, if crypto is going to be a thing, my hope is that Bitcoin and Ethereum are going to be in that success. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I'm just going to not do anything with it for probably another two to three years. I, I would agree. I would agree. That, so um, I definitely have a, a little larger perspective of it, um, of the space. This is what I see. Um, all the projects that exist right now are um is a combination of centralized okay all the projects that exist right now is a combination of the old mindset coming into the space and creating their own just perpetuating the same old thing and people that are like we want to create our own systems and and then just using the the idea to create their own mm -hmm. projects uh 60 is that first one is like the bad kind maybe maybe a little bit more even and then about 35, 30%, 40% is, is like the sovereign ones. And individually, it's going to be on us to, to try to figure out the difference, like which one's which. Um, wow. So it really is about um, understanding the layers, understanding the, 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 like how they're marketing themselves, understanding really the, that, the, the, the technology itself to know where they're hiding themselves, how they're hiding the, the old concepts, because unless you can do that, you're going to be sucked into the traps. Interesting. And that's, and that's the issue right now is that we're in that transition. Yeah. So it's really easy to fall into the traps. Um, so education is key for sure. Yeah, man. What, what would be a good resource for someone to begin that education? Well, <laughs> I'm not biased or anything, but, uh, I, look, I created, I created my thing for that exact reason, for that exact yeah. question, because everybody would come to me and go, where do I start? Where do I start? Yeah, Cause there's so many projects that you can go into. So my course and the way that I teach is, is, you know, that saying like, um, don't give them the fish, teach them how to fish. Yeah. 
that's that's what I try to do with with cool. my 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 education is trying to teach you the layers so that you can move forward and regardless of what projects exist, you find the opportunity yourself. That's amazing. And that's, that's and that's really what the space is about. You know, if you look at it as just another asset class, like there's stocks, commodities, and crypto, then you're going to get stuck in the trading, and you're going to go, okay, which one's the next one? Give me the next one. You know, I need I need my next hit. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. ah, trading. That's that's old mindset. That's somebody needs to lose for me to win. That's it's it's a toxic type of capitalism. Okay, where crypto, what it really is, truly what it is, is we can all win together. It's, uh, I'm making money online with my friends, you know, wow. uh, rising tide raises all ships. That's crypto. And, and, and how does that work? And what is the fundamental shift that allows that to, to happen? So that's a great question. So the fundamental shift that I've noticed, the huge, huge fundamental shift actually aligns a little bit with what you teach, uh, which is the mindset. It's like the, 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 the limitations that were normalized in that person's perspective based on their family, based on their upbringing, yeah, yeah. based on society. Yeah. Um, the societal norms is a huge one, huge limitation because they see the space as trading. Exactly what you just asked me. And I, and I'm, I can, I, does this, does it feel like I've already, yes. I've already shifted yes. your perspective yes. a little bit? Yeah. Right. Because, because that's, that's the shift. That's a shift that most need to make. And it, and it's hard, man, because it, you know, it's, it's new. It's, it's never, it's like, this is all you know. And so to see this new thing, it's like, it's like seeing like white noise, you know, it's like, oh, I don't know what that is. It's weird. Let me go back to what I'm comfortable with. So interesting, man. It's, uh, you know, I guess it's always been an interesting time to live on earth. I don't, I don't know if there's ever been an uninteresting time. It just seems like the magnitude, I guess that's what I've kind of reflected on is I don't think that anything that's happening now fundamentally is different for human beings than happened 50 years ago, 100 years ago, even 500 years ago. Mm. But I think the mechanisms, technology, and the intensity of when a move is made or how the world can shift is at such a, like it's such a high uh, veracity, you know, mm -hmm. that I don't know, man. I just, I just feel it in my bones that our lifetime here is... Uh, it's going to be an eventful one. <laughs> you know, they, they, I, I don't know if you ever heard of this saying that history doesn't repeat itself. It rhymes. Ooh, that is great. And what you just said is exactly that. It's like history is it, we're doing, they're doing the same thing. Yep. And now they're just using this new tool to try to keep it going. You know? Yeah, brother. It's uh, I mean, it's all the reason, you know, I was on a podcast earlier and I, I, I've just like found that I keep saying this strength in numbers and it's something I've never really said in my life, and I know you kind of hear it in school, but but like you and I, your, your your listeners, these people that are popping up all around the world, they're just there's such strength in numbers in this, and so that's that's what gives me a lot of uh, courage and comfort. I love that. So uh, let's, let's. I have two more questions here, and then we yeah. can we can wrap it up. So with with that, with everything you've researched, with everything that you're experiencing. Um, you're seeing in mainstream media, the BS, all yeah. this stuff, right? What would you say is your, um, uh, if you were to give a perspective of moving us, of us moving forward, how do you see humanity moving forward with everything that's happening? Do you see us becoming aware and waking up to this or do you see things still moving 
down that road or do you see both? I don't know. You know, I'll, I'll share a personal thing of like, I am, uh, I'm sober from alcohol for about nine months and I listen a lot to people. I, I read a lot about it and, and people will often say like, you usually have to have something crappy happen. Doesn't have to necessarily be something that rocks your world, but like something crappy probably had to happen to kind of wake you up out of it. And it sucks, man. It breaks my heart. But I think for some people who really don't want to see it for whatever reason, maybe it would rock their foundation if the people that they've been told to trust, they can't trust, right? Government, mm. media, big corporations. Um, Unfortunately, it's going to take someone close to them being really affected to wake them up. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, statistically, it's going to happen. Um, and, and, and I do think people will continue to wake up. The thing is, I call it logic of convenience. And I think a lot of our population is in a logic of convenience, meaning like I know some people, someone very close to me has always been like kind of like a fuck the system kind of guy and like big corporations are bullshit. And but now he's like first in line and double boosted. And I'm just like, hold on. Why did that logic of Wells Fargo invented customers? You know, Pfizer, the cutter incident. You know, they've been historically a criminal company. Why do they all of a sudden get a free pass in your eyes against your better logic? And I think so many people are operating from just like, well, it's got to be good because it's got to be good. Because it, it's, on, it's on TV and everybody's talking about it. And it's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and we live in it totally because CNN and all those companies are non-for-profits with people's best interests as their number one priority. And it's, I, I guess I'm just blown away at how some really smart, rational people don't want to see it. And um, all that I can do and you can do and we can do is stand in conviction. I will never, ever, ever tell anyone what to think. And that's what I've also found, I'm kind of rambling on this, what I found so interesting is a lot of people who feel like how we feel, we're like, okay, great. If that's how you feel, you should do what you need to do, but I'm just gonna be over here living my life this way. But it's them who are like, no, you better put it on your camera. And uh, I, I, I guess- They're like, um, no, come back over here so I can tell you what to do, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm good, thank you. I'm good, I'm gonna just not be around you. Uh, yeah, I, I um, you know, I, I don't know where to go with that, but it's basically, I, I'm just blown away by, one, how heated everything is and um, intended to be controversial. But the bottom line, man, I do believe in humans and I just think at its core, at its core what this is, and I get chills when you see it. Like I've, you know, when you watch videos of people around the world, Netherlands, Sri Lanka, Australia, Canada, America, when you just see a human being, a creature on its planet, all these creatures, this species, that's where we're at. Real talk, where we're getting to is a species saying, stop. Stop with this tyrannical, stop with this oppression, stop persecuting us, stop killing us, literally murdering us, stop. And I, I just think this is going to get to, it's a war for humanity. Worse before it gets better? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> um, I just think the powers that be are never going to stop. 
And I think, I know I'm never going to stop. I'll die in this. And I know that I'm not alone, man. And I think the depth of how most people feel who are with us are like, all right, let's go. I guess we're in this. <laughs> no, it is. It is. I can assure you. Yeah. Uh, maybe not everybody that, you know, in the world, I, I don't know everybody, but, but every single person that I've met that has been a leader in all of this, they're just like, I guess this is where the hill I'm going to die on. This is I'm, I'm in, <laughs> you know, like, well, you, you know, you, you reflect and just how we talked about human beings throughout history, you reflect back of like live free or die. And, and, and that kind of, and everyone, and you're, you're a free soul. And at some point, you know, everyone's got their own threshold here and it's mm. going to be a different line for everyone. But at what point, at what point have you made so many damn concessions? At what point is your life even worth living when you have to be monitored, fall in line, say this, do this, be regulated, be injected here, move here, can't move here. At what point for each person is that not a life worth leading? You gotta, and you got to find out your line. You got to find out your line. 100%. Where, where are you, you going to cross? So we'll, we'll leave with this, with this last question. I feel like your goal is to make human beings, the best versions of themselves, like helping that 100%. people be the best versions. So, so share with me some habits that you do on a daily basis that help you become more grounded, become more, more centered, more, you know, increase your, your vibe that yeah. makes you a better human being. Yeah. I'll, I'll say, uh, two or three, you know, the first one is I call it brave honesty and it's really just, you know, I have a big dream that, I still rate me Alex right here as we're talking, have a big dream that I'm not giving enough time and energy to, and I'm aware of that because of brave honesty, but that is a, a question that I think we just need to ask ourselves often is what do you want for your moments on earth? And why I say that is the more that we ask that sometimes we'll ask it and there's going to be huge life changes that we got to make. Oh damn. I don't want to be in this relationship. I don't want to be in this city. I don't want this job. But the more that we ask that question, the more that we're just gonna be making micro changes because most of our answer is gonna be like, yo, this, I want this. So I would just say that question, let that be your North Star if that hits for you. What do you want for your moments on earth? Not a parent, not a friend, not a teacher, not someone off the internet. What do you want for your moments on earth? Uh, two is in line with that, I'll do affirmations every morning and every night and pray and I pray to God, I pray to the universe. I'm still navigating how those work together. Um, but for me, it's telling my subconscious, yo, this was your answer to what you want for your moments on earth. So let's begin the day and end the day with that going into our GPS so that hopefully the day is filled uh, pursuing those goals. Mm -hmm. Those are the two. And then I love fitness and wellness and sports. And the main reason, man, is they have saved me mental health wise. Um, so, you know, I've heard that, um, I've heard that often where, where oh, movement, movement helps with mental health. Brother saves has saved my life. Like I have been so negative in my life, nerves, self-loathing, really shitty self-talk. And I just encourage anyone listening. If you're, if, if that hits it all with you, you don't need to join a gym. You don't need to do three hours go for a walk and then go climb that hill and then whatever it is, but just move the body. I, I like joke around, but air, sun and sweat 
we forget that we're animals. Like you're not that different than a lion. You know what I'm saying? So like air, sun and sweat will help just about everything. My, my doctor one time, and I have a really good doctor. She prescribed me be more Brazilian because I'm Brazilian, <laughs> which means like go to the beach and be in the sun. I'm like, oh, okay, play soccer. Okay. That's freaking awesome. <laughs> That's amazing. That was, I'm not even kidding. I kept the, um, the, the prescription pad paper because I was like, what a cool wow. doc. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That's amazing, hey, where, dude. Where's home for you right now, bro? Uh, I'm in Scottsdale, Arizona. I love it. I love it, yeah. man. 115 degree weather, but it's dry at least. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I love it, man. Um, so last question. I know I said that was one last question, yeah, but yeah. this is the last, um, the last thing. Mm. So you're standing in front of millions of people, which I'm sure you've had already, I feel like. Um, and you have a few sentences to say that you want to leave wow. for humanity. What do you say? This just came. Uh, be true to who you are. Um, be it and be it to the fullest expression. Mm, I love that. That, that sounds like the secret of life. <laughs> Thank you, Alex. Thank you, brother. And, and the last thing I'll share because, you know, we touched on so many is so in that dark chapter of 2020, uh, a blessing of it is it led me to start a men's group because, frankly, I was depressed, I was alone. I was not doing well. Uh, fast forward, we're a year and a half in. It's called Men We Admire. Uh, we do virtual, in-person, and um, it's, a, it's a group for high-achieving men to be men we admire in all areas of our lives. So if that hits with anyone, reach out. It's, um, it's been one of the greatest experiences of my life. I love, what, what's so, is it on your website, IamAlexWeber.com? So it's not. I'm going to start linking okay. it. It's MenWeAdmire.com, or we're on the socials, Men We Admire, and... Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's good stuff. I love that. I've been <laughs> I've been watching a few of your videos. You're doing like cold plunging and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. actual men's work. That's good. Oh, stuff. And, and you know, not to you know, I won't ramble on it, but ninety percent of what we do is we do once a week virtual meetings, and it's basically like the gym or therapy. But you show up for an hour. You got fifteen guys who actually give a damn about you, and you're like, hey, I fought with my girlfriend about this. Like, I just need some help, or yeah, my boss is doing this, or you're like, honestly, guys, I've just been like feeling pretty depressed, whatever it is. And we just, you lose a group of guy friends as you move through life in my experience. And so this is our way of creating that. Wow. Thank you, Alex Weber. If you want to follow Alex, uh, make sure you check out his west website, IamAlexWeber.com or follow him on Instagram or TikTok. I am Alex Weber. Thank you, brother. You were so amazing. This conversation was great. And I'm super grateful again. Thank you for sharing your time and your energy with me. Oh, brother, thank you so much. It's inspiring and uh, I'm grateful to know you. All right. Well, we'll be in touch. Love you. And always Love remember, you, always remember, gamify your abundance. <laughs> Love you guys. Ooh. What an amazing conversation. I love the energy that Alex oozes out. He has just allowed himself to really step into the full best version of himself when it comes to his spirit and his energy. And I see that so much when I talk to him. And I love it. I love, I love that perspective of uh, persistency, like consistency, being persistent, 
um, not allowing failure to stop you. I mean, that is huge. There are so many limitations that have been normalized in our lives that the more we become aware of them, the more we can remove them. And failure is going to show those limitations to you very, very, very quickly. The most efficient way, in my opinion, to get to your fail, to get to the to the limitations, is to go through failure. And so, if you want to dive deeper into that uh, <laughs> and uh, figure out how to be fail-proof, make sure you check out Alex Weber in his website, IamAlexWeber.com, or follow him on Instagram or TikTok. I am Alex Weber, W-E-B as in boy, E-R. He's on Instagram and TikTok. Follow him. He's cool. And obviously, if you want to dive deeper into crypto, he has some great questions around crypto, and I, I love answering them because you know technology is something that is, uh, can be looked at it as, a, as a tool that can be used for evil or it can be a tool that can be used for good. And it's a matter of like, are you using it for a good intention, for the intentions that are going to support you and bring more joy for you? Or are you allowing that technology to use you? And so having that awareness is super important. And crypto is really giving us the opportunity to, um, to take on that, that responsibility, to really uh, use technology for our benefit and not just for the, the central powers that be so they can benefit from us. Um, well, I love this interview. I love this episode. If you enjoyed it just as much as I did making it, make sure you let me know, please comment below. Um, let me know this is great. Do more of this or no, this is terrible. We want more crypto stuff or whatever. I want to know. I want to hear from you guys. I'm here for you. I want you to, uh, get something out of this. So let me know how I can make it better. I always am looking for different ways to up level and I'm open to critiquing. So please let me know. And that's it, guys. Uh, I hope you enjoy this episode. And please always remember to gamify your abundance. Love you guys.